Welcome to Sleep Cues, the everything baby sleep podcast. I'm Erin, pediatric sleep consultant and founder of The Happy Sleep Company. From catnaps to night wakes and regressions to teething, we cover all things baby sleep. With a passion for children's sleep, we're here to help tired families get healthy rest. Hi everyone, welcome back to Sleep Cues, the everything baby sleep podcast. Today we're going to talk about all the stuff, all the sleep stuff. I want to talk to you about all of my favorite things for baby sleep, for toddler sleep, all the stuff that can really help our little ones just get better rest. The first thing I want to talk about is the fact that this stuff is fantastic, but it's not necessarily the stuff that's just going to magically make your child a perfect sleeper. So we do have to keep that in mind. I very often will get emails and questions from families saying, I do all the things. I make sure the room is really dark. I make sure my child's wearing a sleep bag. I have white noise playing, but my child still wakes up four times every night and will only take 30 minute naps. So we have to keep in mind that the stuff is incredibly helpful to creating a more sleep conducive environment for our child. And especially if your child is already a good sleeper, this stuff is just the stuff that's going to help them sleep even better. But it's not necessarily the stuff that's going to make them start sleeping all the way through the night or taking amazing, huge, restful naps. What's going to help them with that is, first of all, time. You know, newborns, four-month-olds, they still have short naps. They often still need to wake up in the night to eat, for example. But as your child gets a little bit older, often developmentally, that is when they are ready to start taking longer naps, consolidating their daytime sleep into those big restful naps, and having their bigger stretches overnight. If they don't know how to go to sleep independently, they're often going to keep having short naps and multiple nighttime wake-ups. So you've heard me talk about that a lot. If your child has to be rocked to sleep or fed to sleep, or you have to replace a pacifier a bunch of times to get your child to go to sleep, we can expect that they're going to have a short nap or a lot of nighttime wake-ups because they are waking up in a light stage of sleep, not really understanding how to get back to sleep again. And that's often where some level of sleep coaching comes in, where we do start to teach your child those independent sleep skills, and they are able to then start going back to sleep when they wake up a little bit in those lighter stages of sleep, say 30 minutes into a nap or multiple times during the night. So that's something important to keep in mind whenever we talk about the sleep stuff, because we need to keep in mind that there are a bunch of things that go hand in hand when it comes to creating great little sleepers amongst our children. But with all that said, the stuff is a very important part of creating those great sleep habits for your child. So what am I talking about? What is the stuff? The stuff is everything from sleep bags to blackout blinds to maybe a lovey for an older child that will just help create a more comfy, cozy, sleep conducive environment. So let's start with probably my favorite thing to talk about when it comes to the must-haves, and that is a sleep bag. I love a sleep bag for your child. A sleep bag, it's really um, called a wearable blanket, is the sort of original traditional name for it. And now they're sometimes referred to as sleep bags or sleep sacks. But a wearable blanket is just that. It is a blanket that goes on your child, but they wear it rather than it just covering them so that it kind of looks like a sleeping bag with the arms cut out, the armholes cut out so your child's arms stick out of it. So it stays on them. And there are a few important parts to that. 
Sleep bags first came out when a lot of research came out about the fact that blankets in an infant's crib were a suffocation risk because the blanket can go up over your child's head and cause that suffocation hazard. So sleep bags came out because they are a wearable blanket and they cannot then get kicked up over your child's head and cause that suffocation risk. So they are great for safety. Sleep bags are also nice because then you're not worried that your child's too cold at night because they haven't kicked off their blankets and are laying there shivering in their crib. The sleep bag stays on even when your child is very mobile and kicking around in their crib. So that's another great part to a sleep bag. And a sleep bag is just a really great sleep cue. It helps your child understand that sleep time is coming up because you put it on for every nap and every nighttime sleep. So it's a good cue to your baby that sleep time is arriving soon. The most important thing to look for when you are choosing a sleep bag for your child is the fit. So you want it to fit properly in the neck hole and the armhole so that your child can't slip down inside of it. And you wanna choose the right thickness so that depending on the temperature in your home, your child isn't too hot or too cold. So the thickness is measured in a unit called the TOG, T-O-G, and you will generally find that on the inside of the sleep bag, often on the tag that's on the inside, so you can decide what thickness of sleep bag you need based on the season and the temperature that you keep your baby's room at. A couple of my very favorite sleep bag brands are Lulu Lollipop and Ryan Penn. They are fabulous Canadian brands. We just have so many clients adore their products because of their really great sustainable materials, the adorable patterns that are on them, the variety of sizes and togs. So you can check out the show notes for some more information on them and some discounts that we have with both of those amazing companies. The next thing I want to talk about is where your child sleeps, what they sleep on really. And that is picking a really quality crib mattress. We talk a lot about room environment, darkness, being quiet, peaceful, no distractions. But what about what your baby sleeps on? The crib mattress can really go a long way towards healthy rest. My favorite crib mattress is by a company called Obison. They're actually located in Ottawa, which is wonderful for me because I have had the chance to go and tour their factory outlet and see where and how the mattresses are made. But they are available across North America. They have retailers all over Canada and the U.S., Their crib mattresses are made with really quality organic materials and they're completely chemical free. I know that when I had a crib mattress for Mila, that was one of my biggest concerns. A lot of the crib mattresses, you know, they smell when you open up the plastic around them because of the off gassing and you just feel like, oh, I'm putting my baby down on this chemical filled mattress. And so you want to be careful and really kind of choosy about what your baby's going to be spending so much time on. So Obison has those completely chemical free organic mattresses. They are breathable, they're moisture wicking, they help to regulate baby's temperature throughout the night. Remember, cooler is better for sleep. I know we're always very concerned about our child being nice and warm and toasty at night, but for infants, there is always a risk of overheating if we're not getting just the right temperature and the right sleepwear. So a mattress that is moisture wicking and can really help to regulate baby's temperature is a great idea. So I also have an amazing offer with Obison for you, and you can check that out in the show notes too, where if you use the code HAPPYSLEEP, you can get a free wool moisture pad protector when you buy a crib mattress from them. So check out all those details because that is a really great option if you are in the market for a new crib mattress. Quick pause because what is more important to talk about when it comes to sleep than what we actually sleep on? 
I want to tell you about my very favorite mattress brand, Obison. Whether we're talking mom and dad, kiddo, or baby, Obison is my go-to for comfort when it comes to your family's sleep surface. You wouldn't want your family to sleep on anything less than the very best, and that starts with the best materials in the world. Obison's mattresses are handcrafted in Canada, and their materials are organic, ethically sourced, and chemical-free. Babies' body temperatures tend to fluctuate while they sleep. Obison's mattresses are breathable and moisture-wicking to help regulate babies' temperature levels throughout the night. And comfort knows no age, so Obison's organic 6-inch mattress for kids also features evolving support as your children grow and grow and grow. My own little girl sleeps on an Obison mattress, and it is a dream. And when it comes to custom sleep, Obison is all in. That's why in addition to mattresses, they also offer you five distinct pillows with unique designs and different fillings that serve every sleeping style and meet both your toddler's needs and your own as grown-ups. We want your kids sleeping great. Use code HAPPYSLEEP at checkout and receive a free wool moisture pad when you purchase a crib mattress. Head to obison.com and obison.ca and get great sleep started. So bedding, bedding goes a long way too. We want the actual fitted sheet on your baby's crib to be nice and soft and cozy and something that isn't going to irritate their super delicate little skin. So we love Dreams Jumper. That is a great option for bedding. Remember that all that should be in your child's crib under the age of one is a fitted sheet. Just your baby in their wearable blanket, their sleep bag with a fitted sheet. Dreams Jumper has some amazing options for crib sheets. They really mix simplicity with luxury and they use really high quality fabrics to offer your little one's bedding essentials that are eco-friendly. They're timeless. My own little girl sleeps on a Dreams Jumper fitted twin sheet because she's in a big kid bed, of course, and it is so incredibly soft and lovely. It's just the sweetest. Their crib sheets are the perfect way to create a safe and really comfy sleep experience for your babe. And they also have twin sheets, toddler duvet sets, linen blankets. So those are great when your babe graduates to a big kid bed too. And you can check out the show notes for more information on some great promos that we have with Dreams Jumper. Blackout blinds. Blackout blinds are so key for your baby's room. When I tell a family that I want their room, their child's room to be super dark, I mean like pitch black, can't see your hand in front of your face dark, like very, very, very dark because your infant's mind is going like a thousand miles a minute. And we just want to try to avoid any of the distractions that are just going to make it that much harder for them to fall asleep. Some people will tell me, well, it's dark at night, but it's not very dark for naps. It especially needs to be dark for naps because that's when your baby's mind is really going all over the place in the middle of the day. They've just been on the play mat for a couple of hours, hanging out, interacting with mom or dad, and now they have to go to sleep and their mind needs to wind down for this nap. So when I say dark, I mean good quality blackout blinds covered by good quality blackout curtains. So blackout blinds, usually we want to look for those ones that are sort of the opaque pull down roller style blind or the sort of accordion looking blind that's referred to as a cellular shade and make sure it is actually referred to as blackout from whatever company you decide to get it from. I really like the blinds from blinds to go in Canada. They're a great option, but whatever company you're going with, just make sure it truly is a blackout option and not just like a room darkening option because there's a big difference. Um, One, you can see your hand behind one. You can't. And then blackout curtains are another great option to have over top of your blackout blinds. In Canada, we have a company called Boucler. I love their products. Uh, This is not an ad for them. I just, they are my go-to for blackout curtains because I've seen so many other 
curtains that are advertised as blackout and then we look at them and they don't even have a panel sewn in the back you can see your hand through them in the sunlight so Boucler's blackout curtains have a blackout panel sewn in the back and they are true blackout if you get the ones that are called blackout so again watch for that word on the products that you're buying when you're looking to make your baby's room a lot darker I love a sound machine. That's the next thing I want to talk about. You all know how much I love a sound machine. If you ever listen to this podcast or hear me chat on Instagram, it's just such a helpful tool to create a sleep conducive environment for your child. Sound machines get kind of a bad rap sometimes because there have been studies about making sure it's not too loud or it can harm your baby's hearing. And yes, that's a given. We want to make sure we're doing this safely. So the recommendation is that we have the sound machine about five to 10 feet away from where your baby's head is in their crib. And we keep it on a decibel setting lower than 50 decibels. And you can actually get a free decibel reading app on your phone so that you can measure the decibels from your baby's crib to the sound machine where you place it five or 10 feet away. And then we can have a great safe way of using white noise to drown out those external sounds that might disrupt your baby's nap or their early mornings. So we run the white noise machine on a white noise setting or a rain setting or a fan setting, just something that's nice and constant and steady and doesn't go up and down like ocean waves or heartbeats. And we run it continuously through the whole nap and through the whole night. One of my favorite sound machines is by Yoga Sleep and it is called the Duet. Sometimes I find that sound machines, the white noise setting has kind of like a tinny sound or it's not actually white noise and you can hear some different loops and changes in the background and it's annoying, especially if you end up sleeping in the same room as your baby when you're on vacation or something like that and you're the one now listening to the sound machine. So the one by Yoga Sleep, the Duet has a really nice, soft, steady white noise setting. I really love that one. So we'll put the link in the show notes so you can check that one out. Now let's talk a little bit about sleep on the go. Sleep for when you're traveling, on the holidays, when you're visiting family, and how we can create a sleep conducive environment with some great stuff when you are on the road. First thing, portable blackout blinds. I love them. They are such a great option for blacking out any room very quickly. A portable blackout blind will generally be a blackout blind that has suction cups in the back of it. So the one I really love is called the Grow Anywhere Blind by Tommy Tippy, and it has suction cups in the back so you can easily suction cup it into the window. And it also has little Velcro tabs so you can make it bigger or smaller depending on the window that you are covering. So it's a fantastic way to make any room really dark in a hurry. The only thing I've, the only complaint I've ever heard about it is that sometimes it falls down. You do kind of have to dampen the suction cup and dampen the spot on the window where you're going to put it. I lick my fingers and, you know, get the window damp that way. If you find that gross, you can use a washcloth or something. Uh, I'm pretty sure there are like gross spit marks on my mother-in-law's windows every time we stay there. And I do this, I put this grow blind up, but it works and it makes sure it sticks and it doesn't fall down. So you can find whatever way you want to make sure those suction cups stick well, but that's the way that I have found works. And we take it with us everywhere we go. The other thing you want to consider potentially is something like the slumber pod. It is a very, very popular option that has come out in the last few years. It's a quick assembly privacy pod that goes over top of a pack and play. I have not used one because it came out after Milo was done being in a crib, but I have only heard amazing rave reviews from everyone who's used it. It completely encloses a play yard or a pack and play or travel crib. It's dark, it creates a really optimal sleep environment. 
It passes all applicable consumer product safety tests. It's bottomless, so it's designed to enclose a standard size travel crib or play yard. It's lightweight, it's compact, it fits inside carry-on luggage. It includes a travel bag. It's really quick and easy to set up and disassemble. It's made of breathable fabric and it also has a vent sort of zipper area that you can undo if you prefer. Yeah, it's got those sort of, it's outfitted with those ventilation windows. So a great option that a lot of parents have had a lot of success with. If you don't want to use or have portable blackout blinds, you just put this sort of blackout tent right over baby's pack and play. And then the options for what your child sleeps in when you're traveling. Generally, you're going to want to take some kind of travel crib. I love the Phil and Ted Traveler. It's only six pounds. So it's a travel crib that is lighter than a lot of others. And it's actually lighter than your baby in most cases. It's super compact for small car trunks and luggage. And it unpacks and becomes a really comfy and breathable travel crib. So that traveler is a great option if you don't have a crib where you're going to be staying in the short term on a holiday or at a friend's house or a relative's house. And then for older kiddos, the toddler travel bed by the shrunks is an amazing option. So if your older kiddo is now out of a crib and in a big kid bed at home, you're not going to be expecting them to sleep in a pack and play when you're traveling. So now for older children who are in those big kid beds, they don't always feel comfy in a big king size bed or queen size bed in a hotel or the big bed at grandma's house. And they're just going to feel comfier on a blow up bed that's more the size of the little toddler bed they have at home or the place you're going might not even have a bed for them like grandma's house might be packed with other people and you might need an extra sleep space for your preschooler so I love that travel bed by the trunks it comes in a twin option or a larger family size option it has a really unique design with blow-up side rails so that's the thing a lot of people will say well why don't I just get a regular blow-up mattress what's this deal with the trunks the trunks mattress has blow up side rails so your little one feels really safe and secure and cozy and it has the ability to tuck the sheets and blankets right into the inner air mattress so it's like an inner air mattress with this outer layer of rails so it's secure and cozy and also the sheets stay in better so it's a really great addition to your bag of travel sleep tricks so you can get that at Amazon and a lot of children's stores. Um, and, and actually, the Shrunks also makes inflatable bed rails. So even if you don't get the actual travel bed, the blow-up bed, you can just get the blow-up bed rails so that you can use that as an option when you go to grandma's house and your child does sleep in maybe like a big double or queen-size bed. You can blow up the rails and tuck them under the sheets and then you have the ability to keep your child a little bit more secure and cozy and they're not falling out of that big queen size bed that's a couple of feet off the ground. So that's a very good option too. And we'll make sure that all of the links to that are in the notes for the show so that you can check those out. Let's talk a little bit more about what your child sleeps on in terms of their pillow. I get a lot of questions about pillows and when a child needs a pillow and what kind of pillow. So a pillow is only generally needed once your child transitions from a crib to a big kid bed. And I recommend the transition to a bed occur around the age of three. Of course, every child is different and some might be comfortable with a pillow in a crib a bit sooner than this, maybe like two, two and a half years of age. But generally a pillow isn't even recommended under the age of two because we are really focusing on proper neck and spine development and a pillow can inhibit that. So we don't necessarily want to be doing that much before the age of two at the earliest. And when you do introduce a pillow, I recommend one that's thin and reasonably firm 
given that their little necks and spines are still very much developing. So Myla, my own little girl, has an incredible shredded rubber pillow from Obasan, the same company that makes the crib mattress that I love so much. It's really this like luxurious organic rubber toddler pillow, and it can give your little one the proper head and neck support they need throughout the night. If you're wondering about other signs to watch for that your kiddo might be ready to sleep more comfortably with a pillow, it might be that they're now resting their head constantly on a blanket or a stuffed animal in their bed, and they seem like they would be more comfortable with their head resting on something because they're searching for that. They might be laying their head on a pillow when they're on the couch or in your bed because that's more comfortable for them. And keep in mind that once your child's shoulders are wider than their head, they'll usually be more comfortable sleeping on a pillow than on a flat mattress. So you can check out the links uh, in today's show for the Obison option, but just remember whatever pillow you're looking for, make sure it's nice and thin and firm when your little one is first transitioning to a pillow. Okay, couple more things for older kiddos that I want to talk about. One is a lovey. So Health Canada and the AAP recommend nothing in your child's crib under the age of one. After that stage, you may be interested in introducing a comfort object or a lovey, as it's often referred to, to your child. If you're going to use a lovey or comfort object, I do recommend that it be something that's sort of soft and safe for sure and medium size. No bells, no whistles, no moving parts. Not so tiny that they can't find it in their bed, but not so huge that it's overwhelming to them in their sleep space. So just something that's sort of medium sized and nice and soft that it's going to be cozy and cuddly, no hard parts on it. And I do recommend that you pick one and you keep it in the bed and you call it their sleep buddy, you give it a name and it's going to be that sleep buddy every night. Try to avoid the stall tactics that come along with switching to a different lovey every night or having multiple loveys in the bed so now it just becomes a playground. We really just wanna stick with one. You could consider taking your child out to get a new lovey or the one that they have picked out themselves to make sure they're really interested in it and it's something they're really going to gravitate towards. And I do always recommend that you get a duplicate when you are picking out a lovey because your child is inevitably going to become very attached to it and it will need to be washed sometimes during sleep time. So you might want to get a duplicate of it. So you have two. And the last thing I want to talk about is a wake up clock for an older child. A wake-up clock is a clock that generally will turn a certain color when it's time for your child to go to sleep at night and then change to another color when it's okay for your child to get up to start the day. A really popular option is the grow clock. Another popular option is the hatch. And so they both have the same type of concept where they help your child with a visual representation of when they should be in bed and quiet at night and when it's okay to get up the next morning. And the point of these wake up clocks is to help your child go to sleep more quickly and quietly at bedtime and stay in bed until a reasonable hour in the morning. To me, a reasonable hour is anytime past 6 a.m. That is when children are generally ready to be up and start the day, anytime between about 6 and 7. So I usually set a wake up clock for 6 when we're just starting to use it to set your child up for success. And then we can slowly inch it closer to 6.30 or 7 as your child gets really used to the rules around the clock. So the grow clock is a really nice option. It uses really fun images of stars and a sun to help your little one learn when it's time to rise and shine and when it's time to go back to sleep. And throughout the night, the grow clock actually shows a moon screen and the stars will count down to the time you've set for the sun to come up. 
There is actually an option on the grow clock to have no light in the background overnight if your child finds it too distracting. And there's also a dimming function, so you don't have to have it so bright if you do find that it's too bright in your child's room. And the hatch also has those types of options too, so that you can pick different colors and your child can be involved in the process. So that can be a good option, but I do recommend that parents hold off on using any kind of wake up clock until at least two and a half years of age, even closer to three, because I don't find children really understand the clock well enough before that age to really make it be effective in helping them stay in bed and stay there quietly working on going back to sleep until the sun comes up on the clock. So those are some great options for creating an amazing sleep situation for your child. Those are my sleep must-haves. I call them must-haves. Are they absolute must-haves? Not necessarily. Sound machine. Do you have to use one for your child to sleep well? You don't. Your child can learn to sleep well without a sound machine. Is a sound machine going to help out anybody though, baby, toddler, or adult, if there's a garbage truck lumbering down the street at 5.30 in the morning in our light stage of sleep at that time? Yes, absolutely. A sound machine is going to help with that kind of thing. You know, a sleep bag. Can your child sleep without one? Sure. But will a child really be better cued for sleep when they wear a sleep bag for every sleep? Yes. Will a child sleep better in the middle of the night if they haven't kicked off their blankets and gotten cold because instead they were wearing a wearable blanket that stayed on? For sure they will. So once again, they're not absolute essentials, but they are things that are extremely helpful for many children to creating a better sleep environment. So with the holidays approaching, I hope that is helpful for everyone. You can take a think about if those are things that might help out your holiday sleep situation or just any sleep situation that you might have at home or on the go on vacations upcoming so that you can all get some better rest at home or when you're on the road and trying to enjoy a nice restful vacation. Have a great week, everybody. Thanks for listening to Sleep Cues, the Everything Baby Sleep Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, leave a review, and share this episode with a mom or dad who might need some rest. Connect with us on Instagram at The Happy Sleep Company, and check out our website, thehappysleepcompany.com, for loads of blogs, sleep guides, and information about how we work with families one-on-one to get sleep on track.